Season 2, Episode 54, Part 4, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism. The Sermon on the Mount continued. It's taking much longer to teach it than it did Christ to give it. But I appreciate A.T. Robertson's divisions. So uh, I have all I can do to study uh, this little piece of the pie each day or each episode. Episode 54, part 4, The Practice of Real Righteousness, Unlike the Ostentatious Hypocrisy of the Pharisees, and in almsgiving and sounding a trumpet and prayer on the street corners and just talking and talking and talking, fasting and making a big deal about it. I noticed that a lot of people that, that fast, and I'm not one of them, and maybe that's a problem, but um, I do have the Holy Spirit. If the argument was, how can you, how can you fast when you have the, the Son of God with them? I'm telling you, I think they're going to be fasting, not necessarily by choice, but during the tribulation, the 70th week of Daniel, which I think this is in part targeted to. I think it's totally uh, a Jewish thing. The, uh, the transition after the, the apostolic age, which was all led by Jewish people, uh, and then Paul's Gentile church came over, came in, and, and all the epistles about how to run the church. And the church has been taken out before the rapture. And then we're back on the 70th week of Daniel. And they're going to need some instruction. And I think this is very much for their benefit, as well as the early church. Talks about the synagogue, things like that, that just do not play a part for us in our daily lives. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a look at Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 18, on the level place not far from the city of Capernaum, a very mountainous area. Sea of Galilee, I keep telling you, is below sea level. And the Jordan River is below sea level, at least initially. Or no, finally. It probably starts up in the mountains and comes downhill and goes into the lowest point on the earth, the Dead Sea. So even though Capernaum is below sea level, it's not, it's a thousand feet above uh, the Dead Sea. So the Jordan flows downhill south. Anyway, all right. Um, this is part seven, the Great Galilean Ministry, which goes up to episode, um, I should know that, I don't, I'll have to change that. Anyway, it goes up to episode 70 something. Um, there's 164 episodes altogether, divided into 14, 14 parts. And I, I really feel bad about reading all these numbers to you, and that's probably a mistake, but anyway, part, Seven, part four of part seven, which is episodes 52 to 54. Uh, and, and episode 54 is divided into eight parts. And uh, basically the, the choice, well, episode 54 is the Sermon on the Mount, which we are continuing today with um, part four of eight parts of episode 54. Based on A.T. Robertson's A Harmony of the Gospels for the Students of Life of Christ, copyright 1922, and C.I. Schofield's 
a Schofield Reference Bible, copyright 1905. It, it occurred just occurred to me you can download these PDFs or look at them on online uh, anytime you want. They are public domain because they are so old. They they reach the the cutoff, which is a few years ago. It was 1924. Anything before 1924. But that was a few years ago, so it's moving in our direction. Anyway, um, as time moves forward. All right, Matthew chapter 6, verses, verse 1. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 through 18. We're going to take a little side trip, side trip to Revelation chapter 6, verse 9, but I will tell you when we get to that. Uh, Verse 1 of Matthew chapter 6. Take heed that you do not your alms before men. Um, I like the way my church does it. And uh, the church I trust the Lord did it this way. And that was almost 50 years ago. Um, they have little boxes in the back where you can kind of quietly drop your, your alms in there. And it's fine. I went to a church in Haiti where they, you know, came down the aisle and they dropped their, it was, you know, paper money, coin money. People were very poor. Uh, but anyway, and that's fine too. I, I'm, I'm not, but anyway, th again, this is very Jewish ground here. Take heed that you do not alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father, which is in heaven. Do you want the approval of men or the approval of God. Um, verse 2. And I have to ask myself that question as well. Verse 2. Therefore when thou goest, therefore when thou doest thine alms, giving, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men, verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Jesus is absolutely on Old Testament ground, uh, very Jewish ground here, talking to Jews. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Verse 3, But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. I always struggled with that. My wife and I always talked about any major gifts we gave or part of our tithe or whatever. Um, and, and sometimes I would nix her idea and sometimes she would nix my idea. And, but most of the time we, we agreed on what to do. And uh, towards, towards later in our life, it, the tithe went to the church and, and um, anything extra was extra. Let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but it sounds like you could not let your wife know, but I just figured we're one person. and uh, Anyway, I, we did do it differently than it's recommended here. Um, verse 4. That thine alms may be in secret. I, I didn't have any secrets for my wife. That, th that thy father, which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. As my wife learned from her mother, you can't outgive God. I heard that all the time I was married. 
uh, verse 5. And when thou prayest, okay, we're leaving alms and we're going to prayer, which can also be with trumpets blowing and ostentatious. Uh, verse 5. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corner of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which is in secret shall reward thee openly. I, I love the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, which is coming up in, in, in this uh, chapter here, chapter 6. I, I love the fact that it says, Our Father, because when I pray for, I, I look at hurricane maps often. I, I was hit by Andrew, a direct hit, right over my house. It was totally destroyed. It cost more to rebuild it than it did to build it the first time, and it was only two and a half years old. But anyway, um, I, sorry, I'm a, I guess if you listen to my podcast, you know I'm a little concerned about podcasts. Have not I commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. I know, I know Joshua 1.9, but at the same time, I like to pray for others. And I pray for Chinese, Vietnamese, uh, anybody on the coast of Asia, on the, on the east coast on the east coast of Asia, uh, just like they pretty much hit the east coast of North America and Mexico and the Gulf uh, gets a lot. But I like to say, Father, you know, take this cup from us. Nevertheless, not our will, but your will be done. And help us, if it, we do get a hit, or those that get hit, help, help us to uh, count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of our faith Work with patience, and let patience have her perfect work, that you may be complete, wanting nothing. And that sounds like a pretty good place to be. So, even though my house was destroyed by Andrew, I got through it. Uh, it's it, it's all good. And um, but I like to, you know, pray and know that I am a member of the global community of believers that pray for hurricanes, people that have been through it. Uh, the people of Lakai, Haiti, I bet they pray. They had about six feet of water rush into that little bay. Uh, and I'm talking, you know, above their roofs. Anyway, a very poor neighborhood in Lakai. But uh, anyway, uh, I pray for them. I love to pray for, for others because you know what? I think they pray for me. And this year, especially, I've seen hurricanes go and a lot of times I'll track them uh, into wherever they are, and they're they're hitting the most unpopulated places they could possibly hit. But anyway, um, but when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, that thy thy Father which seeth thee in secret may may reward thee openly. How about you know? I would consider it a reward if he answered my prayer. But even if he didn't answer my prayer the way I want him to, 
like he didn't ask Jesus' prayer in the garden when he prayed three times, Abba, Father, all things are possible. And you take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. I think he did that to teach us to pray. And he's, I think he's teaching the Jews how to pray for sure here. 144,000, absolutely. Give us this day our daily bread. They can't buy food because where the seal of God, where the mark of the beast is, they have the seal of God on their foreheads, which pretty much is a bullseye. They're only fed by the gracious, good graces of other people. During the tribulation, the, the six and a fraction year tribulation, I don't like to call it the seven, uh, seven years of the tribulation because God's coming back early and he might move it up. Uh, you never know about him. Anyway, um, I'm reminded of my father when we went out and slept on a, on a key when I was uh, like, I don't know, 13, 14, 15 years old. Uh, I said, Dad, don't, don't come pick us up until, you know, tomorrow night. Come out late, you know. And we spent the whole night in the water. We were miserable. And there was my dad about 10 o'clock in the morning bouncing across the bay to us out on Soldier's Key. And we were so glad to see him. After a night, there were horse flies and stinging and we, mosquitoes were unbelievable it wasn't soldier's key by the way it was Elliot key soldier's key doesn't have any mosquitoes we kept we kept we moved to soldier's key after that in our camping anyway my dad came early and I, and we were very thankful i think the lord's going to come back early during the tribulation as well um thy father which is in secret and thy verse six but thou when thou prayest enter into thy closet when thou hast shut the door Pray to thy father, which is in secret, and thy father, which seeth in secret, may reward thee openly. Verse 7. But when you pray, use not vain repetition. I guess I'm guilty of that. I've memorized a prayer that Paul said he prayed for the Colossians daily. But I, I kind of acted out. That's the way I remember it. Father, I desire, or sometimes I say, Father, we desire to be filled with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, to walk worthy of you and all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of you, strengthened with all might according to your glorious power, with patience, long suffering, and joyfulness, giving thanks to you, Father, who hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints and light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us to the kingdom of your dear Son, in whom we have in whom we have, uh, there you go. Well, it's not vain repetition because I don't have it memorized. Uh, giving thanks to you, Father, who has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of saints and light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us to the kingdom of your dear Son, in whom we have redemption, through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. I almost forgot the blood of Christ there. But um, that's a prayer I like to pray when I wake up in the morning when I've got things I need to be strong and of good courage about. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they that think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask. So these guys, you know, pray a lot. They pray a lot in front of people, out loud. Um, and and God, I think, in verse 8 is almost saying, hey, you know, I already know what you need. Keep it short. 
Anyway, maybe not. I, I love praying. I, I just really do love praying for hurricanes, for people around the world that are facing them, uh, because I know how horrible they can be. And, um, and pray for people all over the world. Pray for, for, for uh, people that are killing other people, that are hurting other people, that are whatever, that they'll come to Christ. For this is good and acceptable in sight of God our Savior, who would have all men to be saved. I pray for their salvation. And I pray for those that are in authority, regardless of their political party, that they would, if they are believers, act like it, rule like it, and if they're not, that they would become believers and then rule like the children of God. Anyway, um, that's what I like to pray about, especially politically. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven. I, I like that. You know, how many how many people right now in the almost 8 billion people there are in the world, 7.8 the last time I checked, uh, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I, you know, I don't pray that prayer very much. I found that other prayer when I prayed that prayer. I've told you the story many times, but it was about a year after my wife died, almost to the day. I, I was praying. School was just starting again. My second year without her, I was feeling kind of low. And I said, God, I say the same things over and over to you. I never hear from you. Then I found my wife's Bible on my desk. And um, I'd been through all of her stuff that summer. And and so, you know, I put her desk on, I put her Bible on my desk. But I opened it up and there was a bookmark. It said Colossians 1, 9 through 14, a way of life. And it was just, I just said it to you. That was Colossians 1, 9 through 14. And it just, I just felt like, wow, you really gave me this great prayer to pray. And I, less than three years later, I had a, almost a near fatal motorcycle accident and, and uh, was in rehab for a long time and, and bedridden for quite a while. And, I, you know, I was just praying that prayer daily, you know, that I might walk worthy of you. I was just saying, hey, I'm praying to walk. But uh, I'm doing fine now. But our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I think this is a great prayer for the 144,000. They're going to turn to this right away, you know, because when the church is gone, I think the Jewish people are going to turn to Christ like crazy, especially at the three-and-a-half-year mark of the seven-year tribulation where the Antichrist goes nuts on Israel. Uh, it's called the abomination of desolation. But... Um, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Who's going to be praying more for the Lord's kingdom to come than the saints of the tribulation? The, the 144,000 Jewish virgin men that are sold out to God, that are slaughtered, that have the mark of the beast. Uh, I'm going to read something from Hebrews, uh, from Revelation chapter 6 in just a minute, a couple of verses. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. They, you know, it's not being done when, they, when he that letteth is removed, the Holy Spirit's taken out. Give us this day our daily bread. They've got no shot at food unless God gives it to them. Or using other people, uh, ravens, whatever. Fed Elijah that way. Uh, and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. They have a lot to forgive because of the way they're being slaughtered. 
And lead us not into temptation, temptation to deny you, temptation to compromise, temptation to... I mean, it's father against son, son against father. This, these are, this tribulation is a rough time. But deliver us from evil. And I looked that word evil up in, in, in the Greek, and it, it could be devil, the evil one. Um, he's kind of the, he's alive and well during the tribulation, especially with the Holy Spirit taken out. Uh, second half of verse 13, For thine is the kingdom, going back to the kingdom, can't say enough about that, and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if we forgive men their trespasses, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. Now I think this is in the First uh, John, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The, the confession is supposed to take place before the Lord's Supper. Keep our account, accounts short with God. Get confessed up, you know, and do what He does. Remember them no more. I mean, that's what He does. But uh, but if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And I'm going to share this with you in the hopes that, that I get an answer to it. A really smart guy in my church a few years ago brought this up in Sunday school, and it just really rocked my vote, boat. So if you take Revelation chapter 6, verse 9, if you would turn to Revelation chapter 6, verse 9, we're only going to look at verse 9 and 10. Revelation chapter 6, verse 9. Revelation chapter 6, verse 9. In chapter 6 of Revelation, verse 9, it says, And when Jesus had opened the fifth seal, there's seven seals, the seventh seal opens the seven vials or the seven trumpets or something. But anyway, this is the fifth seal that God opens up pretty early in the book of Revelation uh, that Jesus opens. He's the only one fit to open the seal. And I saw under the altar, I as John who's writing what he's being told by Jesus Christ. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not the revelation of John, the Apostle John. I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Sounds to me that fits the bill of the 144,000 plus anyone that stood for them, anyone that helped them. There are a lot of people slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held during the tribulation. This is during the tribulation. The church has been taken out, not mentioned after chapter four, uh, or not, and and so we uh, we see that. Uh, anyway, let me read that again. Uh, let me read nine and ten. And when he and when Jesus opened the fifth seal, I John saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain. This is this seal is under the throne of this is in God's presence. The altar is in heaven. Slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they, the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony that they held, and they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord? 
they're in heaven. They're under the throne of God or under the altar of God, crying out to God, when are you coming back to earth? When are, not, not that they're in earth, they're in heaven because they were killed. They were slain. After body present with the Lord. How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? So they're in heaven. They're asking God in heaven to send his son back to earth, the second coming, the battle of Armageddon, the beginning of the reign of Christ on the earth. I don't think it's much of a battle. But anyway, how long, O Lord, wilt thou, how long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? That was Matthew chapter 6, uh, verses 9 and 10. And uh, I just have that burned into my head. Uh, seen, if you look up old pictures that were drawn, you know, during the Dark Ages or whatever, uh, or the Renaissance, you'll see this was a very popular piece of artwork. The all these saints under the throne of God or the altar of God. And um, anyway, and they cried with a loud voice, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge the blood of them that dwell, our blood on them that dwell on the earth? So anyway, I'll let you think about that. Revelation chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Let's go to back, back to Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. Moreover, when you fast, now we're leaving forgiveness. We've talked about uh, giving money, alms. We've talked about prayer. We've talked about uh, forgiving, and now we're talking about fasting. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad, sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Um, again, to me, this is Jewish ground. Um, Jesus' disciples got, just very shortly before this, his Galilean ministry, they got they got, you know, he got questioned, why don't, why don't his disciples fast? And he said, they can't fast while I'm with them. They'll fast after I'm gone. The 144,000 will fast when they can't get any food. Um, I, I'm just not real clear on the church. I'll just admit to you, it's something that, that I'm going to look for. That's the way I learned things. I would get a question in physics, and then when the answer, when I read the answer, or I, there it is right there. There's the answer to my question. So I don't mind asking questions. It's, to me, it's a scientific method of studying the Bible. Get a question, state it, look for it. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Verse 17, But thou, when thou fast, anoint thy head and wash thy face. Don't go around looking skinny, I guess. I don't know. Don't, you know, be in, oh me, woe is me. That thou appear not unto men, that thou appear not unto men to fast. And the 144,000, they're going to be fasting, you know, because um, they don't have a lot of choice about it. But at the same time, they're going to be fasting because I think it's, the Holy Spirit isn't with them. God isn't with them. They're absent from the Lord. Just like they were until Pentecost, 
when they were indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Anyway, verse 18. But thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. All right. Uh, so next podcast, Lord willing, the Sermon on the Mount continued. Uh, it will be episode, the next episode will be episode 54, part 5, single-hearted devotion to God as opposed to worldly aims and anxieties like hurricanes and stuff like that. I will say adios, which is to God. And I will say via con Dios, go with God.